Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey, I'm Josh Kalinowski, and today well, we're talking with James. Good day, sir. Hey, buddy. Good to have you back in the studio. Good to be here. Love it. Uh, well, uh, man, what a week, dude. All I got to say is what a week. Oh. Yeah, understatement of the year so far. Right. And I know that our audience is probably like, geez, what happened this <laughs> week, man? It's like every time you guys get on this podcast, you say that. Uh, but the luxury of having so many different uh, businesses is that every one of them are going through a different cycle in their growth. And you're like, we just got to pick one. We're like, dude, that is a heck of a week right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's there's always something good to talk about and always something to learn from. Oh, man, dude. If that is not the truth, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, hey, so I want to talk about this. Uh, been really, man, there's been some really great podcasts out there. I've got, I'm, I'm reading actually two books right now, which I, I typically don't do. Um, but once again, one of my favorite uh, authors is Mark Batterson. He just uh, came out with his biggest, uh, his newest book. Uh, I've been giving away a ton of those copies because I bought so many copies. Yeah. Uh, but there was a strategy behind that, and I'm super excited. The fact that we are going to get Mark Batterson on the podcast. So this is like, I mean, if I had a childhood dream, like that was, you know, as a 44-year-old man, that is a childhood dream, I guess, in a sense. Uh, I absolutely have tremendous respect for this man. Uh, he is a pastor for a church out in uh, Washington, D.C., and he wrote what I believe is one of the most impactful books in my life, which was Play the Man, and uh, super excited for his new book called Win the Day. We've got it. We've given it to our entire leadership yep. group and, of course, a number of other people. Uh, that uh, have, that are in my circle, so uh, super excited about that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. You know, we're we're part way into the book as as leadership reading it together. Uh, I'm going to dive into it a mo- a little bit more like soon, very yeah. soon. And uh, it's just he's a great author. He has some great experiences, and and of course, you know, his faith is strong. So yeah. I, I enjoy reading that. Yeah, I'm reading another book too. Uh, it's uh, I don't know if you guys if you ever re- read the book um, Living with a Seal. Uh, by Jesse Itzler, I think is what his last name is. But, uh, uh, and he's got a new one is living with the monks. And, you know, I would say this, like, typically I don't read for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I read for motivation. I read for understanding and knowledge. So I'm always reading a leadership book for one reason or another, and I'm highlighting the crap out of it. And those are, you know, those are the things that I am able to use as I move forward in my, in my leadership. Um, but, uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Mamet, uh, had recommend that to my wife, uh, to get that for my birthday. And, uh, I love his writing. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. It's entertaining. You know, I'm not having to highlight the crap out of the book. You know, I can just read for pleasure, which once again, I just haven't done that in the past. I don't read, uh, I don't read fiction, mm-hmm. you know, um, my dad is into a lot of fiction books and, I, and he really, really loves to read in general. And if you ever go to his house, you'll see this massive library of books that he's got. And, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a reader of every, everything in a sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I know he loves fiction and fantasy. Uh, and, uh, I just, I never got into that cause I felt like, man, if I was going to spend time, quality time, my time, which is very limited, mm-hmm. I was going to read very intentional stuff. And boy, I tell you, I've just really enjoyed, uh, this entertainment, uh, in my life. I, I think it's actually brought out some really great things for me and my personality and just even in my livelihood reading that. 
That's great. Uh, you know, and sometimes, sometimes as we as we mature, we, we get away from that. We get away from that yeah. reading. Um, I love it because I'm seeing all these people around me who are in 75 hard. Oh yeah, and they're all reading. And yeah. the, and one of the things that, that they say is, you know what? I I think I'm going to keep this up after the 75 yeah. hard ends. I'm going to I'm going to keep reading. So that's fun. I mean, I I really enjoy watching that happen. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope that people do. You know, uh, after doing 75 hard, you do have a tendency to to. Um, lax on some of those things. So it's going to be interesting to see the evolution of everybody as they um, get off of that eventually. You know, uh, Dennis Baker, one of our uh, leaders within the company, he runs our CBC, Coldwell Banker Commercial uh, uh, division of our company. And, uh, you know, he did it. And I know that he's still sticking true to a lot of those things. But I'm sure like everybody, he's human. And I'm sure he's laxing on some of it. You bet. Um, but uh, reading the reading part of it, I think, once again, is very impactful. Speaking of reading, you guys, um, you know, two years later, many, many, many revisions later, uh, Strike Three, What Do You Do When the Game's Over? But Life Is Not, that is the book that uh, I wrote, and is going to be available here at the end of January. So I'm super excited about that. Dude, two years, man. There's a lot that can happen in two years, dude. I'll tell you what, having having seen glimpses of the of the backside of this book, uh-huh. yeah, I, I, I see it, and I know now why it takes so long. Oh. It's I mean, painful. There, it's a process. It is, especially the first time. You know, it's like that. It's like, um, uh, you know, when you have your first child, and sure. we're speaking as a father, mm-hmm. right? But when you have your first child, like you've never gone through it before, and it is weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, and how many trips do you go to the hospital? Right. Uh, one of our uh, one of our um, uh, employees uh, is he's about he, they're expecting their first, yep. and it's just fun to listen to them. Like, oh, we're going to the hospital. I'm like, you'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. we're going to the hospital. Like, <laughs> you'll be back. You know. Yeah, this is it for sure this time. Yeah, and it, you know uh, that's what happened to us, right? We go to the hospital, come back. Go to the hospital, come back. Finally, we go there for like the third time. They're like, okay, we're just breaking the water. You've, you've got to get this baby out of there. It's 48 hours that you've been in this discomfort. And uh, I think that's what's going to potentially happen with uh, our, our boy Casey and, <laughs> and his uh, bride. So uh, super excited for them. And uh, obviously, a new baby is fantastic. Um, and uh, what a great new beginning for their their family. So. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it's, it kind of segues into to what you want to talk about today. You know, it's, it's time, right? Yes, exactly. And we all have a very short amount of it, right? Uh, so, yeah, so this concept is the thing that I heard, and I thought it was so great because it is something that we are literally walking through. We were actually talking about this in our leadership retreat not so long ago. But um, when you, the, the, the statement is that when you say yes to the average use of your time, you actually say no to the greater use of your time. Very simple concept, but when you start to apply it in your life, you're like, wow, man, every time I say yes to something that is not nearly as important or that is not moving me forward, I'm really saying no to the greater use of my time and what I can accomplish that will actually move me forward. You know that's a that's a pretty profound concept, and and if you think about it, you know at first glance you're like, yeah, of course, right, duh. But then when you think about maybe all the times that you've settled for average use of your time, yeah, and you go, oh, I could have done that so much better. I could have done so much more with that time. Yeah, we talked about like you know so much so much of our time is spent um, uh, in the urgency of the moment and not in the importance of the moment, right? And when I mean that is that. <clears throat> 
you know, we all have these uh, tiers of uh, priorities in our life, right? Uh, whether you, you've identified it or not, but there's tiers of importance in your life. And, and one of the things that you need to do, this is what we did as an entire leadership group, is that we started to identify the tiers, tier ones, tier twos, and tier threes. Tier ones are the things that like, listen, if I don't do this, the plane doesn't fly, Yep. right? And tier twos are like, well, if I don't do this, uh, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, there's a lot of turbulence and we might not have everybody in the right seat on the plane. You bet. Right? And then tier threes are like, okay, you didn't bring the soda. We ran out of food and you know, it's uncomfortable. There's no toilet paper anymore. Uh, but we're still going to get to our destination. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> are you spending more time on the toilet paper than <laughs> you are on making sure that the there's fuel in the tank? Yeah. Right. That's the, that's what we're talking about, about spending time and the things that are um, of importance and of greatness as opposed to the things that are an average in your life. And once again, it's hard to sometimes identify that because it's urgent, Yeah, but it's really not important. You know, and, and I think, uh, was it, was it Craig Groeschel yeah. who, who talked in, you know, working in your geniuses? No, that or, was, uh, so Craig Groeschel was the tier one, tier okay, two, tier he's three, a tier one. and then Patrick Lencioni was working in your genius. There it is. B- both really, really smart, man. I, yes. I kind of get their stuff and yeah. they're, they're very similar, but so yeah, so you're working in your geniuses was, was, uh, Patrick Lencioni and he talked about that, right? Like if you are not making the best use of, of the things that you are really good at, yeah. are you really making the best use of your time? Exactly. And the the reason I want to bring this up today even more so because it's, it's very personal. It's stuff that we go through on a on a daily basis. It's something that we challenge ourselves with to make sure that we identified those tiers and if we were staying in those lanes. And, you know, as a leader, as a CEO, you know, you might be in a season of your life right now where you're wearing all of the hats. You are the CEO. You are the CFO. You are the CMO. You are the COO. And you are also the janitor. There was a time in my business, in my career, that I was that. Mm-hmm. I would come down to our office, and at this time it was 1701 East East Street. This is after our third building. And, you know, I'd been in business for a while. I mean, this uh, we'd owned Coldwell Banker, our uh, the real estate side of it, since 2009. I became the owner in 2012, so this is about 2015. You know, so for six years, I was an owner, and then now I was the 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 sole owner of the of the company. I was literally cleaning our bathrooms every Sunday because of the situations that were going on in our, uh, our financial environment, mm-hmm. right? So there are seasons that you might have to be doing the stuff that you don't desire to do because nobody else can do them or it makes prudent financial sense for you to do that. But what we're talking about is that as you're able to get rid of those responsibilities, you were able to hire people that those can become their tier ones you need to identify what your most important things are and the things that you're getting distracted by that are really not moving that ship forward or not putting gasoline in that aircraft. That's what we're talking about because that's, I think, the biggest thing that holds companies back from that next level of success. Oh, you bet it does. And, you know, you and I were kind of talking about this uh, earlier and having the important people in the right places in your business is very valuable too. Without a doubt. And and I know you've seen great successes there in, in the people that you've put in into your businesses. And you realized that that was an, a more important use of your time is not to be dealing with those those smaller things that, right. that weren't your, you know, 
tier one. Right, exactly. And that's tough too, because as an owner, you want to be involved. And there's a lot of people that micromanage and there's a lot of people that want to know every single single thing that's going on. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about being, uh, being uh, comfortably naive, mm-hmm. no, intentionally naive. Uh, intentionally naive. We yeah. talked about being intentionally naive. And as a leader, you have to get to that point where you're intentionally naive about certain aspects of your business. You're not stupid about it but you're not having to deal with it, right? We were talking a little bit earlier about, hey, listen, um, you know, when when so-and-so is sick or when so-and-so is out of the office, you know, are you, you know, is do you know how things are going? And I'm like, listen, I put people uh, in charge of those areas of our businesses because I can't waste the energy to be worried about who's covering the front desk. You got it. Who's, wor- like, who's going to be returning the phone calls. I got other things that are way more important. That's important. That is somebody's tier one. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong but it's not my tier one. I can't stay focused on that if we're going to move the company forward, if we're gonna make the big decisions. You know, another way of saying this is like, I'm not making $10 decisions, I'm making $10,000 decisions. Yeah. You know, and as a leader, you have to remind yourself is what are the $10,000 de- decisions, the $100,000 decisions, the million dollar decisions that are gonna help move your company forward and stop paying attention to the $10 ones because you can hire for that. You can put people in charge of that. That's great. Talk to us a little bit, if you will, about uh, about urgent versus important. Okay, absolutely, man. So we're dealing that with right now, right? Uh, you know, there, once again, I feel like depending on the uh, the situations that are going on, sometimes the urgent is important, and you have to identify that. But urgent, as a, let's just say as a CEO, right? Urgent isn't putting out the fire that you have with HR necessarily. Mm-hmm. You have somebody that's hired to do that. Urgent isn't maybe necessarily hiring that front office person, right? Or doing the first interview or even the second interview, right? Urgent is not about making sure that the internet uh, is working, right? It's not about the printer or the copier. It's not about the newspaper article. It's not like it, what urgent is like that. Those are urgent things Mm -hmm. that somebody needs to be in charge of. But it's not probably the best use of your time. And we get caught up in those moments, right? Hey, we get caught up in the, hey, do you have a minute stuff, mm-hmm. right? And how often does that happen? And it, and, and it still happens in our life. It still happens in my life. And we constantly have to have that checked at the front door to say, listen, that's not going to happen. I got to close my door or this is my hour of power time. Or listen, I've got to work on some things that are really important. I can schedule that. Here's the times that I have open for that. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to have people in your life that are checking you and making sure that you're spending more time on the important stuff than you are on those things that are urgent that just absolutely take up every second of your day. Yeah, and and this is something that I learned a lot from our leadership retreat as far as, you know, putting those things in in kind of a, a list of importance, most important to least important. Right. And the things that, of course, are most important that if the plane runs out of fuel, those are tier ones, right? Yeah. And then all the way down to the bottom, the, the, H, the HR stuff and the, and the little, uh, the, the minor blow-ups that we all experience in our business. And that's something that has really helped me is putting those things in their, in their level of importance. Yeah. Right. Well, and once again, you have to do this. Uh, if you don't do this, if you don't identify the things that should be in your tier one, everything falls into tier one. True. Right. And then the other thing is, is that I think communication is huge as well, too, because what ends up happening is I might have some things in my tier one that people don't even know about. And then what ends up happening is that other people will start putting things in my tier one that they feel are important and it, they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. So communicating with people, that's what we did at the leadership is that, hey, we've identified here are Josh's tier ones. 
And here are Josh's not tier ones. Yes. And so it's not personal if I'm not reacting to that. It's not personal if I'm not the one that's actually uh, tackling that situation. It's not me being a bad leader if you don't see me actually uh, challenged with taking that on, right? Mm -hmm. Or or me shuffling onto somebody else. It's not me passing the buck. It's me saying, no, that's not tier one. That's tier three for me. But here's the great thing is that in my tier three, here are the people that that becomes their tier one. You got it, and we we saw a lot of that shuffling going on with with all the companies because it was a you know it was all companies uh, retreat, and it was it was fun for me kind of sitting back and watching you know outside looking in, watching those people kind of designate or delegate those tiers yeah. to other people in their organizations, yeah. and I think that needs to be done, and I think it needs to be done frequently. Yeah, no doubt about it, because those roles change. Yes, you're, as your as your company evolves different responsibilities come in, become more important. And so if you're not identifying those on a regular basis, if you're going, not going back to those and making sure that first of all, that if they've changed, then have we identified it? But secondly, have we, have we maybe gone away from it, right? It's easy to go back into it. I mean, you're a great example of this where, you know, you come back and there's just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot that is put on your plate and you can find yourself with, you know, that kind of, well, this is kind of tier one. It's maybe two tier, but like, you're just kind of, it's blurring the lines a little bit, or maybe like, listen, you know, right now it is my tier two, but this week has got to be tier one because this is the importance, right? So contracts, we just blew up our industry here locally with new contracts for the state of Wyoming and residential and commercial and, uh, and, uh, our rentals. It, it, you've got to make that a tier one now. You bet it right? is. Yeah. In, in typical times, it's tier two. It's not mm-hmm. like nearly as important in a sense, but now it is massively a tier one, high priority, high importance, and high urgency, right? So you've had to shift that, which means that you've also had to shift the other things that were potentially in your tier one or those other tiers that you have. And that's okay. That's You've got to give yourself that, that grace to be able to know that you can shift on the fly and you can shift when things become important. Yeah, you've got you've got to be flexible in your tiers. Uh, if you're unbending in that, you're just you're going to be beating your head against the wall. If you say right. nope, that's just not a tier one right now. I mean, we deal with people, right? right. And people have uh, again varying levels of urgency and importance. And sometimes, and and that's the thing that I've that I've really really uh, been empowered and and been really good at since the retreat is trying to help other people realize whether it's important or urgent. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, that has really, really allowed me to that flexibility in my tears. And I think I am making better use of that time. Yeah. So I would just recommend you guys, you know, as you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about the things that you're taking <clears throat> that are maybe of average of your time and not the important or the greater use of your time, you know, what are your tears? Have you identified those yet? More than likely, you probably haven't. Or if you think you have, you probably need to take a look at it to make sure that those are in your tier ones. And then, of course, follow it up. What's in tier two, tier three? And as if you have an organization where you actually you're able to have other leaders and you have other staffing involved in it, you know, what are their tier ones? Are there people that you can put those tier twos and tier threes on into their tier ones so that you know that that's important. That is something that literally has to get done, but you can put that onto other leaders within your organization. So make sure that you're providing the best for those clients that you of course want to continue to retain and to thrive with and to grow as a company. So 
I just can't tell you, I can't say enough about that. Um, obviously, uh, Patrick Lencioni, when it comes to the working geniuses is mm-hmm. awesome. Highly recommend that as well too. You can go online and, uh, there's a, uh, a survey, um, questionnaire that you take. I think it's like 12 bucks or mm-hmm. uh, that was 50% off. I'm not sure if he's still running the deal, but for $24, you can, you can take the survey with all your leaders and figure out what your working geniuses are. Um, and, uh, Craig Rochelle, once again, his leadership podcast, he talked about the tiers. I think that was in November and I highly recommend that as well too. So now that is great information. And I, I think if you can implement it, it, it will definitely change your organization. All right. Awesome, buddy. Well, once again, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Strike three, the book. Uh, I'm super excited about it. We've got some amazing things that are coming out with not only the book, but also uh, we're going to be coming out. We've got the video series on uh, three topics in particular that uh, you're able to get access to as well. Uh, one is the lion's mindset, man. I am. Oh, I love this. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of a lion. Of course, yes. the lions. I love the lions. King of the jungle. Uh, but I also love it because of, of the faith aspect of what I believe the lion is, the lion of Judah. Um, so there's a lion's mindset. It's an entire series of like, how do you, how do you get the, the lion's mindset? Um, and then you have uh, how to build a world-class team around you. That's another series as well, too. Um, and uh, then the other one is, I know that there's one more and I can't think of it right now, but. What else do you have to plug quick? Gosh, dang it, man, right? <laughs> uh, there's a third series right there, and right now I'm just, uh, I'm so focused on the Lions mindset that uh, I can't I can't think of what our third one is. But I will tell you the next time, I promise. Uh, but there's three, uh, three video series that you can um, get access to as well that I know will help. Oh, it's How Do You Find Your Superpower? How the heck did I forget that? That's a good one. Um, you know, and, I, and once again, that that is, you know, in the book, um, I talk about the difference between greatness and uniqueness. Uh, and I have this, uh, I just have a theory. Uh, I don't believe that any of us have greatness uh, that's within us. Um, I believe that we were created by the greatest, um, but the great this idea of greatness is a very paralyzing thought. Uh, but I do know this, you were, all, uh, you were all born with, I was born with, you were born with, James, uh, uniqueness, and no one is like you. And it's our job to discover that. It's our job to hone that. It's our job to take that uniqueness and turn it into greatness within our lives um, so that we can impact people. So finding your superpower is your uniqueness. And most of us go our entire life without identifying that we do have a superpower and that we've been given a superpower. And so we, uh, we take you through the, we walk you through the steps. I share with you my story on that a little bit more particular and how I've found my superpower and how I've been able to turn that uniqueness, which I didn't think was unique at all, uh, and turn that into, um, uh, a great thing in my life that will help serve other people. And, uh, you can find that as well too. So those are the three video series that uh, you will have access to and you can download. And uh, I just know that it will make an impact in your life. So looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, you guys as well, as you well know, there is no price or admission for this podcast. All we do is ask you that you get this into the hands and the thoughts and the minds of other people. So please share this with you. I know that you know somebody out there that needs to hear this message. More than likely you do too. So implement it in your life, but share it and uh, give this as a gift to somebody else. So, all right, guys, love you all. Take care. And we will most certainly be looking forward to talking with you soon.